love that. You know, we've been talking about the life of uh, David over the last little while. And I want to, I guess, sort of, I, I don't know how, I'll, I'll sort of probably wrap up the series today. But I just wanted to touch on one other thing today from First uh, Samuel. If you've got your Bibles with you, you can um, uh, look at it. Otherwise, it'll come up on the screen. So we've been talking about um, uh, the reason I like David is because nothing is hidden about him. You know, we, we try to hide stuff about our lives. I mean, maybe you, you, I mean, there's stuff that we'll put on Facebook and stuff like, get that off, get that off. We'll never put it on Facebook. But what I like about the scriptures is you can see everything about David. You can see the good, you can see the bad, and you can see the plain ugly. You can just see the stuff that nobody would want to uh, want to know. And uh, the thing that I like about it is, is it maybe it helps us because we all have good, bad, ugly parts. of we, we all have issues, don't we? Come on, put your hand up if you've got issues. Those who aren't putting it, you've got issues with lying. I'm telling you right now, you just, you just got issues, man. We've all got issues. And don't hit your husband. Domestic violence is not okay, Robin. Arrest her, Darren. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Good. Well, you know, maybe... It's because there are good and bad and ugly parts of our uh, lives. You like my new shoes? They're quite nice, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> my wife's like, you've got to get a better pair of shoes. So I was like, I got this. These are quite nice. I like them. <laughs> yes, you did. Anyway, David, stay on, ta- stay on topic. So, so, so. David, you know, the thing that we can relate with is because we also have good, bad, and ugly parts of our lives. And, and, and why we can relate is because we can see that God used David in spite of those things, in spite of those weaknesses, in spite of those stuff-ups, in spite of who he was, God. God used him. God used him. And, 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 and the, the thing is, we can stop for a moment and go, might he dare use us? Might he dare use us with all of our weaknesses and with all of our issues and with all of the stuff we we go through? If we know God would use David, a person like David, maybe he would use or maybe he could use a person like me if I would submit my my life to him. And that's what I love about David. And, and, And maybe you're here today. And you go, Pastor, I'm, I'm not really good enough to be one of those people like the God people in the, in the Holy Bible. I'm not, I'm not good enough to be, be like that. But I, I want you to pause for a minute and think about the God people in the Bible. If you stop and you think about who was it that God actually used in the Bible, it can be quite shocking. I remember hearing this a few years ago and, and, and going, this is so true. This is so true about the Bible people. And, and, and if you think about it, if you, you think, man, God couldn't use a bad person like me. I'm just not like one of those. Think about this when you think about Bible people. Because they had issues. See, Noah got drunk. Noah got drunk. He got drunk. Abraham thought he was too old. Sarah laughed at God's promise. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Leah, the Bible, just plain ugly. It was, I know. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem. He couldn't get out, yet God used him to shift three million people. Come on. No, we're four million people now in New Zealand, honey. 
Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair. Get yourself a haircut, boy. He had long hair. <laughs> oh, I get to go places here. Samson had long hair, and he was a womanizer. He was a womanizer, and still God used him. Uh, I mean, think about it. Rahab was a prostitute. She's a hooker. I'm not advising any of these things, by the way. You just be careful now. Jeremiah and Timothy, they were too young, way too young. David was an adulterer and a murderer. Elijah suffered from depression and, 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 and was even suicidal. Yet God used him. Isaiah preached naked. And if you do that, I'll have you arrested. I'm just telling you right now. Don't you do that. But he preached naked. Everybody say naked. Don't do it. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. His business failed. All things failed. Yet God still used him. You might be here thinking, God can't use me. How can God use a business person like me? Friends, Job went through the toughest of times. Yet God used him. God restored things. Turn to the person next to you and say, he's a restorer. Don't you say God can't use you. John the Baptist, he ate bugs. Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep at the prayer meeting, like some of you. Martha worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced more than once. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Timothy had an ulcer. He was always sick. And Lazarus was just plain dead. Yet God used him. And then there's you. Turn to the person and say, I got no issues compared to those guys. I mean, I got no issues. God used you. In First Samuel chapter 17, we know the story of David and Goliath as the build-up's coming. You know, he goes up to the battlefield. If you remember, with taught on, he takes some subway up to his brother, some cheese sandwiches. And like, man, hey, what's going on here? And like that bro's coming out, he's coming out big time, giving us some trouble. And he's like, oh, cuz, what are we going to do about this uncircumcised Philistine? What are we going to do? And, and, and if you remember, they said, well, whoever can deal to this dude will get the hand of Saul's daughter. Now, that somehow, I don't know what she looked like, but it didn't encourage anyone. Everybody just kept on to say, we're just going to stay afraid. We're gonna stay. I'm more afraid of her than I am of him. I don't know what they're thinking. Oh, my Lord, I'm preaching good today. So like, and, and, and of course, you remember his brother, Abidad, but of course, we've talked about no one remembers Abidad. Everyone forgets him. I mean, uh, we talked about this, but, but Abidad says, like, who do you think you are, David? And David's like, can't I even speak? And anyway, David ignores his brother, turns back around and begins to, to say, what will be done? What will be done? They go to explain all of that stuff that'll, that'll be done. And, and eventually it gets to a place where where Saul says, man, you can go out and you can fight this dude. But then Saul does a very strange thing. And he starts to dress David in his own armor. He starts to put his armor on David. And it's kind of awkward because Saul's like really tall. He's like really, really tall. You know, like one of those basketball sort of uh, uh, tall players. And um, I, I remember we had a guy come in this church. He's one, he, uh, one time from Fiji. He was like the tallest, one of the tallest men in the world. I mean, that dude was big. 
I mean, I was, this was his belt line was about here, man. He was like seriously big, one of the tallest people. Um, and we definitely had to clear some space in the, in the chair. But he, he was very, very tall. And he tried to put his armor on David to fight Goliath. It says in verse 38 of chapter 17, it says, Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on the sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. He put them on. He was trying to work, but because he was not used to them, he tried to walk around. Then he said this. He said, I cannot go in these. He said to Saul, because I am not used to them. He says, so he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream and put them in his pouch, the pouch of his shepherd's bag. And with a sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. Saul tried to put on his armor onto David. I want to talk about today just being yourself. Just be you. Just be you. Because some of us allow other people's armor. Some of us try to wear other people's armor in life. And I want to tell you, if we do that, when we start trying to wear other people's armor, it gets hard to move into what God's wanting us to call us to. All of us have a fight. All of us, if, you, if you've been a believer for a little while, you, you'll know that life just isn't a bed of roses. I beg your pardon. I didn't promise you. I didn't promise you nothing. But the, but the, the Bible says in this life, we will have trouble. As surely as sparks fly upward, we will have trouble. And so all of us have battles to fight, but it's difficult to fight battles in someone else's armor. I remember in the, I can't remember if it was Return of the King or whatever, one of those videos where, where, where King Aragon puts on uh, like armor on, on Frodo, Mr. Frodo, and it all just drops to the floor. And it's, it was that type of thing. They tried to put ridiculous armor on him and expect him to go and fight. And it becomes very, very hard to do that. I want to talk to you just about being yourself. Don't try and be somebody else. Stop trying to wear other people's armor and just be, because you're the best at being you that I know. You, you are. You are the best at being you. You're the, you, you. You are better than anyone else at being you. So just be you. Turn to the person next to you and say, relax. Just be you. Just be you. I, I, I want you to... I want you to get it. Now, now listen here. When I'm talking about just being you and just being real, I'm not saying here, I'm not saying if you heard me read out that list, if you heard me read out this, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying you go ahead. It's okay to be a lying, womanizing, drunk murderer who eats bugs and walks around naked. I'm not saying that. Okay, you've got to under, uh, understand that because we, we, we understand if we do that, that's taking our liberty because he who the sun sets free, the Bible says, is free indeed. So I'm not just talking about you just be your bad self and do whatever you like. Because if you did that, that's not what the Scripture's talking about. What it's talking about is a life that when it's submitted to God and when, when, it's, when, 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 when it's submitted to God and saying yes to God and we love the Lord our God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our mind and with all of our strength, when we give all of that and we submit ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, He can take our mess and make it a message. He can take our struggles and all of our issues and all of the things that we battle with and use it for God's glory. He can turn it around and make our mess a message. Amen. Good preaching, Adam. Thank you very much. He can do that. 
You can shift those things. So I'm not talking about just going and living however uh, you, you want. And to do that, and, and, and we've got to be so clear because the Bible's like, if we do that, that's like taking the blood of Jesus and trampling it underfoot and treating like an unholy thing, the holy blood of Jesus that was given, friends, that was free but not cheap. Oh, yeah, free but not cheap. It cost God his own son. And so when we trample un, uh, under that and just go, well, I can just live however I want, do whatever I want, you've got to understand we're trampling that. Well, what God has, uh, said is holy, and here he said this. If you read in the book of Hebrews, he said this. Those who do that, vengeance is mine, saith God. Ooh, I don't want to get on the wrong side. I'm talking about a life that's submitted to God, submitted not only just as a Savior, but He's now the Lord of their life. And that Lord, and I'm going to love you with all of my heart and with all of my soul and with all of my mind and with all of my strength. And out of that, no matter what issues and things that I, I, I have, I'm not making an excuse for them. I have a way out of them because of what Christ has done on the cross of Calvary. And I say, thank you, Jesus. And that's why, because we have issues, we can thank God for his mercy. We can thank God for his grace. We can thank God for his forgiveness. We can thank God that he can make new, that the steadfast love, that no matter what happened last week, the steadfast love of the Lord is new this morning. I was reading a scripture the other the other day, it just blew my, my mind. It was just one of those things that, 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 that popped up, and it says this. It says, therefore, speaking of Christ, the high priest, I love it. It says, therefore, he is able to save completely. Everybody say completely. completely. That's like completely in the, in the Greek means completely. It means like completely, he's not able to just save half of you and uh, you're so naughty, I can only get to that. Uh, that. No, 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 he is able to save you uh, completely. You might be here, but I'm too bad, pastor. I'm too bad. Friend, I want to tell you, he is able to save you. That's what my Bible says. My Bible says he is able to save you completely. Those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Do you know somebody's always praying for you? Jesus, the Bible says, is always interceding for you. He is able to save you completely. Not just 60%. Not just, come on, I'm preaching. Not just 70%. Not just 80%. But, but 100% because of what Christ has done. He is able to save you completely. As you make Christ Lord of your life, His works end and through you, He can take you from glory to glory. The men of Scripture weren't perfect and neither are you and I. I'm close, but I'm not quite there yet. That was a joke. You can laugh at that one. None of us are there yet. That's why we need God. That's why we need grace. That's why we need mercy. See, nobody can do you like you do. Nobody. Nobody can do you like you do. You know, you're good at being you. Stop putting on other people's armor. Stop, stop trying to be like somebody else. Don't we do it? Don't we do it? Come on, if we're, if we're honest, I mean, whether you're young or uh, old or whatever, don't we, you know, we see that latest, oh, Justin Bieber hairstyle, and I just thought, oh, no. 
I'm going to put that Justin Bieber thing, and he just pierces his nose, so I'm going to pierce my nose. Or, or we try and copy, or don't we just do it like that? Because we think, hey, I'm going to stick out in the crowd. But then we go out, and everybody's looking like Justin Bieber. I mean, it's just like, I mean, come on. You're 48. Stop it. <laughs> you like my new shoes? My Justin Bieber shoes? <laughs> just be you. So like I said, when David was preparing to fight Goliath, the king saw put his armor. He thought it was a good idea to get David in his armor. But because he was tall, David couldn't move. He disappeared. And you've got to understand, David wasn't short. It wasn't that he was short. It's just that Saul was really, really tall. And sometimes you get that picture like he's in uh, uh, Saul's breastplate type of thing and, and he can't get his head out because he's so short. And, but, but it wasn't like that. It just didn't fit right. It was on. He could get into it. But he just, it just didn't fit right and some of us are doing things that because we're trying to impress somebody that probably somebody we don't even like anyway and then and, and we're trying to impress somebody because we want to look like look like them or do like them or whatever and and, and, and i'm just saying stop it turn to your neighbor and say stop it don't do it See, David walked around it, but it didn't feel right. It wasn't him. And sometimes we try to wear other people's armor, and we, we try to be like uh, somebody else. And, and if I can just be like this one, if I could just preach like that preacher, if I could just preach like that preacher, I could just preach like T.D. Jakes, hallelujah, glory. I can't do it. First of all, I'm white. I can't, do it. I can't touch my hanky on my head and do that. I'll just be you. Because I'm good at being me. <laughs> if I could just preach like this one, if I could just sing like her, or if I could do business like that guy over there, if I can make money like this one over, uh, over here, then I'd be successful. Why do we do that just to, I think we do it just to impress people. Sometimes I think we do it because we're insecure. We get nervous and it's just like, oh, I just want to, you know, I don't want to stick out in the crowd. I just want to, you know, I want people to appreciate me or, or whatever it is. There are many different reasons that we try and be like somebody else. And what happens, we end up walking around trying to be someone we're not. Because we feel like we're lacking something or we're insecure in who we are. And we all do it. You know, the last couple of weeks, I've had an opportunity to get around New Zealand and uh, just, I can't remember even how many cities or whatever that we went to, but a number of cities to just uh, uh, go and, and, and talk to uh, pastors and leaders. As you know, we look after the New Life churches and say so every Sunday, 10,000 of us gathering right across the nation. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. Yeah. It's just pumped. And, yeah. and so I have this opportunity, this great opportunity to speak into leaders a leader's life. So we travel with Michael Murphy going from place to place. And we got to speak to about 373 leaders, I think, hey, dear, uh, pastors, leaders, youth pastors, interns, and just share some leadership things. And of course, we're going in there. We want to encourage them. We want to fire them up. And so we're coming in. And, 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 and I forget sometimes, sometimes we're going to areas where where populations are sparse and where, where guys have got churches that are, you know, in country towns that are small. And, and you know, we're, we're talking, hey, man, how do you go to double services and triple dipple and, and go to that next level and th that type of thing. And so we're, we're in there doing that, traveling from place to place. And I got to one location 
And uh, at lunchtime, I just try and get around all the tables and talk to the pastors and really encourage them. And, and, and I sat down at one table with these two pastors and I said, like, mate, how's it going? I, I, we only had an hour for lunch, so I'm trying to get around as many people as I can. I was like, how's it going? How's the church going? And he's just like, he's like, good. And, and I'm like, great. Tell me what's, what's going on. This is the year of expectation. I'm like, good. And I'm like, I'm like excited. And he's, he's, I said, how many people in your church? Because I didn't know where it is. And all of them are in towns that I have no clue where they are, Latupa, Banuka, and just different little towns. I was like, where, where are you? How many in your church? 15. And he's like, but it's going great. It's going great. And as he's telling me this, as he's telling me this, and this, with great such fervency and whatever, I start to notice tears dropping out of his eyes. It's not why he's crying. He's telling me all this stuff because what is he doing? He's trying to impress me. I'm the national leader. He's trying to impress me. So, man, I don't need to be, you don't have to impress me. But for the grace of God, go that you and I, I mean, I'm no, uh, no special than anybody else. And he's, he's weeping because he's trying to say one thing and, and, and trying to be something that, that he knows on the inside is not in tears dropping down out of his eyes. And don't we do that sometimes? Don't we live like that where we've got one mask on one side, yet we're crying on the inside because we're trying to impress people, like I say, who we don't like anyway. And we're trying to impress people who... who, who thing when really what we should be doing is just try to live a life submitted to God. Come on, somebody. Friend, I want to tell you, stop wearing somebody else's armor. Just be yourself. Because the gifts that God has placed in you and the gifts that God has put in you are a gift to what no one else can do what you do. No one else can be what you are. And there's always going to, people, going to be people who don't like what you are. There's always going to be people who, 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 who just say you can't or you shouldn't or you, uh, you this. And, and, and we've got to understand that God has placed us uh, with gifts and those talents and that to be used because we have a unique mission. All of us are on mission here. All of us have a purpose. All of us are called to uh, greater things and, and better things. And we've got to under, uh, understand that we don't have to try and impress anyone or prove anything to anybody at all. Turn to the person next to you and say, stop it. That didn't sound very convincing now. You're like, stop it. Turn to the person next to you and say, stop it. Come on. Stop it. You know, Galatians 6.4 says this. It says, don't compare yourself with others. Don't. Don't. Don't compare yourself with others. It says, each of you must take responsibility for doing, listen, I love this, the creative best you can with your own life. The creative best you can. Don't compare yourself with others. In the NIV, the same scripture says, each one should take pride in himself. In other words, each one should take pride in whom God made you to be without comparing yourself to others. You know, when we do comparisons with, with people, what do we do? And, and I've shared this before over the years. What do we do when we do comparisons? Here's what we do. We often, pretty much all the time, we'll look at the strengths of the other people and compare it to our weaknesses. That's what we do. Come on, we, we, we look at what that person is good at and we look at what we're not good at. And we go, oh, I wish I was like that. 
I, I wish I could be there. And I, I've said that it's, it's funny in, in things like India. Sometimes you'll, you'll see that. In India, uh, uh, people, when they see the sun come out, they'll go, oh, I don't want to get brown. And they'll go in the sun, go out. In New Zealand, we go, the sun, oh, I want to get brown. I want to get brown. You know, it's just like different, different people, different things. We look at it and stop comparing yourselves with other people. Stop, stop looking at the strengths of other people and comparing it to your own weaknesses, what you're not good at. Understand who God has made you to be. Everybody say, stop it. Tap your neighbor and say, tap him hard and say, stop it. <laughs> See, I've just realized as I've, I've got older, I've just realized as I've, as I've got older that there are some things that I'm just not good at. Not many. <laughs> He's not good at keeping quiet. He's, uh... There are some things that I'm just, not, I, I'm just not good at. I'm not good at calendars. I haven't got the body for it. No, it's not that. I'm talking about understanding how to work. Sorry, I can. <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> and he's just like, what? What are you talking about? Don't worry, darling. <laughs> I'm no good at calendars. I'm no good at calendars. I can't. I look at calendars and, and like dates go around in my head and just spin around. And mate, if I tried to book myself, I'd be a nightmare. I'd be my own worst nightmare. I haven't got a clue where I'm going, what I'm doing. Even stuff like they make whole books for me when I'm traveling around the country. Go to airport. Okay. Go to airport. <laughs> it just all spins around. Get car. I was sitting on a plane in Rotorua, so I'm getting on the plane in Rotorua. This is how dumb I am to say. Uh, I was sitting on a plane in Rotorua, so we're ready. It's like, and then the plane's going, and I suddenly go, oh, I got the rental car keys in my pocket. That was not on the list. Sharice, you didn't put return the keys on the list. So the plane's going, so I'm like, man, i got to get these things. I was like, I got up out of the plane. The plane's are like, be seated. I was like, man, I've got to get these keys. Can you open a window or something and drop them? Because I've seen those. They have windows on the plane where they can open it out the front. He's like, sir, this has no windows. I, 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 I was like, can't can you just stop it and open the door and put them out? And he said, no, 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 sir. We, 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 if I did that, if I called them and told them that it's, it's like, we can only do that in an emergency. I said, well, this is an emergency for me. They are still looking for the keys. I gave it to the guy and he's flying off. Said he'll get it back there. Well, he still hasn't got it back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're still looking at that key. And here's the other thing. I parked it. It was a Hertz car, and I parked it in a thrifty car park because I thought that was it. <laughs> I just love Jesus. <laughs> you guys can sort it out. I, I, I just realized I'm, I'm no good at calendars. I, I realized I'm no good at, at spelling either. Some of you might have noticed that uh, over the years. I'm, I spell by faith, not by sight. You, you, know, you know it. I, I'm really no, not that good at spelling. I, I'm getting better, I think, and Jesus sitting up in the booth going, no, no, no. I'm no good. But, but, but I just realized I'm not wired like that, and I get people around me who, who, who can help me, who are, like Gia, really good at spelling and grammar and all that type of 
type of thing. But all I'm saying is just be yourself. Just stop trying to be somebody else who you're not. Just be the you that God wanted you to be. Just be that. Don't try and uh, impress anyone or, or shift anyone. I, said, I mean, we all do it. If we're honest, we all, uh, we all do it. But I'm asking you today, find what's your right, your right fit, fit for the battles that you have to fight. What's the right fit for the battles you have to have to fight? For David, it ended up being his staff and, 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 and five smooth stones. And when I'm saying staff, I'm not talking about his PA and his executive assistant. And man, come on, guys, we're going to take the suit on. No, I'm talking about his staff, his shepherd's staff. And you got to understand, for his staff, that was like, that, that wasn't just a piece of wood. That, that was like his iPhone, man. That had all his memories on it. On the staff, they used to carve into it all the faithfulness of God, all the things that God had done where he'd walk. It's quite often when, G, when David was talking about how he conquered the bear and the lion, he would be reading that from, off, that was carved into a staff. It was a sign of God's authority. It was a sign of God's testimonies. But you know how on Facebook all those memories will come up. You know, God did this a year ago today, and it would be a testimony of the things that God had done so he was not walking in there unarmed. He was walking in there with the testimony of God, the faithfulness of God over all his life. Be yourself. Be yourself. So if number one is trying to wear, don't wear, try and wear someone else's armor. Number two's like it. Don't let other people try and put their armor on you. You can't do that. They, because you can't do that. You should do this. You should wear this. You should look like uh, uh, this. You, you've got to watch out for people who try and put their armor on you. And, and now, now listen, I've got to do a little clarification here. Otherwise, you misunderstand me, what I'm trying to say. When, when I say be yourself, if your big bad self is an arrogant, mean, prideful, angry, bitter, twisted, lazy, uncaring person, I'm not saying you just be that. <laughs> you can't be that bad, be dumb. I, I'm not saying if somebody comes to you and say, you know what, you've got a problem with anger. You go, you know, Pastor Adam just said, I've got to be myself and I'm going to be my big, bad, grumpy self. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that. Don't, don't, there are plenty of scriptures that address that. I'm talking about a life that's totally submitted to God and, is, and with all of its issues is ready for God to come in and correct and uh, shift that things, not just to do whatever we want and just say, be real. I'm just being real. Instead of just being authentic, I can't help it if I'm grumpy. If you're, if you're at your job, if you're at your job, okay, they've had enough of me there. <laughs> if you're at your job and somebody, you know, come in and you just say to your, your, your boss, man, I'm, I'm going to be real grumpy i'm just my pastor told me on sunday i'm gonna just i'm just be real and i'm just gonna I, i'm just grumpy naturally how many know that your boss is going to be real too and say you're fired uh, right now so if you want to be real you, you've got to uh, change those things and shift those things in your life you can't just say so i just being clear i'm not saying just stay however you are i'm, I'm, I'm talking about the fact that we've submitted ourselves to the lordship and now we're allowing God to be with all the gifts that he's placed inside of us, with all the talents he's put in us, with all the skills that we have to be that and to flow into all that God wants us to be. So he says, don't compare yourself with others, but each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best. I'm talking about living your creative best. 
God, you put these talents in me. Help. Help me use them for your glory. God, you've done this in me. You've taken my mess and you've made it a message. Help me use this for your glory. God, you've given me this skill. Where can I use it to serve you? Where can I use it to change people's lives and to help people find God? You know, whether it be making cups of tea after a service or mentoring business people out there in the world to, to, to do business in a kingdom way, whether, whether it, I, I don't know, whatever it would be, whether it be James on the, uh, on the local council be reaching out to the people there and being a witness there. I don't know, where, wherever it would be Jevon as a superintendent of police having influence right across the Darren and police college or uh, different other ones that are uh, having an influence in young people's lives to, uh, to, to shift things. Whatever sphere, Saying, God, use me, the talents, the skills that I have to do my creative best. See, being real, just saying, well, I'm just rude. That's just how I am. I, I just like, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I, I went and bought some stuff the, the other day, and I was in this, this, this warehouse and the person said I was like can I get this but they're like the stuff's up there it's on a shelf and I was like I really want to see it before I purchase it can I really see it and they said okay we'll go into the store and we do it we went into the store and the lady said to the guy hey can you bring this stuff down can you bring this stuff down for me and the guy was like oh man I have to bring this stuff down I have to bring it it's like I could tell he was not happy that he had to bring can you go away for 20 minutes come back and, and we're going to bring this stuff down so I, I went away for 20 minutes I came back and he said, oh, and he backed it down. And then we found out it was the wrong stuff that he bought, uh, bought down. And so he had to go out and he's going to just, and he was like, man, and I could see the lady. She was kind of awkward. And she's like, I'm just sort of with her eyes saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for, for, for this. A few days later, that stuff got delivered at our house. And, and as the guy came in, that same, same guy, He's like, oh, you're the pastor of that church? He's like, yeah. He said, I go to another church up the road. Uh, and I was like, Frank, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. I mean, it's just like, I, I wouldn't have known that from the way you behaved. Now, I didn't say that. This is what I'm thinking. You know, you, you, you're just like a sour lemon sucking Christian if that's how you're going to uh, gonna be if that's how you represent Christ to that. Now, I'm not saying, I don't know him. I, maybe he's an awesome guy or whatever, but my experience with him, and that, that's why it's so important for us to be life givers in this thing, just to be who God's created us to be and, not, and, and to be ones who are not just lemon suckers, but, a, but, 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 but are full of the joy of God in our life. Don't be like that. Don't just say, well, I'm just being real. That's who I am. When I'm angry, I just show, well, stop it. Control yourself. First Samuel seventeen thirty nine. It says Saul in the message, it says, Saul outfitted David as a soldier in armor. He put his bronze helmet on his head and belted his sword on him 
over the armor. David tried to walk, but he could hardly budge. David told Saul, I can't even move with all the stuff on me. I'm not used to it. And he took it all off. Some of you need to take some stuff off that you've been carrying for a while. Some of you have been carrying stuff. Other people have put stuff on you. Other people have tried to place their armor on you and it's limiting you. It's, it's, it's making it so you can't budge, so you can't fight the battles that you need to fight. I want to say here today, as you get ready to leave this place, as you get ready to go out into the harvest field, enough is enough. It's time to shake off stuff that's been placed on you. I don't know what you've come and carrying. I don't know whose armor you're wearing. I don't know what other people have placed on you. But in the next few moments, I want to pray and break those things off for you. Can everybody stand in the